Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Challenge USA Rap Podcast for episode five. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, my co-host, Alex here. Alex, how are you? I am thrilled to be back this week, Brian, and I'm a little mad at myself because I spoiled myself because I saw your tweet about this episode, but I, I'm I, this is one of the greatest episodes of the challenge I feel like we've seen in years. It's been great. This this episode is I mean, this episode was great because it had finally had a good result. I feel like to set up the rest of the season in terms of the elimination, but everything about the season has just been so amazing. I think it's because we went, at least for me, I went in with pretty low expectations thinking this would just be like a knockoff version of the challenge, but it's been as good, if not probably better than some of the more recent seasons of the challenge proper. It's really crazy. And look, I'm happy we had a BB expert in here last week uh, filling in for me. So thanks to Puya and, and you, Brian, for coordinating that on the fly. Miss um, Trivia said to Miss Trivia, uh, you know, not not too sad to miss what is a controversial elimination and exit interview circuit uh, with Shan going out and X going out. But um, one thing on that, it does shed a little bit more light, at least on why Shan was so upset at Alyssa at the first even mention that she'd be going after X and the whole Tiffany of it all. It did make sense to see that was almost like Chekhov's Twitter reaction because then when Shan goes out at Alyssa's hands, it's like, oh, okay, that's like a little bit full circle. Yeah. Well, some of that did uh, tie back together a little bit more, make the story tell a little bit cleaner. Um, and there's some there's some Twitter interactions going on. But you know what? Before we started recording, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Now I'm like, you know what? This episode was great. Let's talk about this episode. I, I just thought, like, even... I love what you said about setting it up because the last thing I want to do this episode is talk about where we go next week and like, can we, can we determine the sides of the house and all of that and preview all of that? So I totally agree there. It was a huge setup, but even just like scene to scene, I was like charged up, like watching the Tyson and Sarah scene and like the flashback to survivor and all of that. Like each, even just like as a, as an episode on its own, I loved this, this episode. Yeah, you know, it even goes back to when they initially dropped this cast. Like, I think there was a lot of like, what? Why, Sarah? What? Why are they bringing some of these people on? Like, why? This is like a weird collection of people. And maybe it just so happened to work out so perfectly with how this season is kind of playing out. But the selections of the people are playing out pretty well, where there's like a good history amongst them, where it's, you know, not like so much hatred that like makes it kind of uncomfortable, but there's enough like reality TV show hatred or feuds or stuff that's going on from their prior seasons that could play out in like an entertaining way and not like a dark way that like, especially right here with Sarah Tyson and Ben, like there's not like hatred between them, but they have history of playing together and Tyson getting screwed over that. Like there's that wanting to get revenge aspect that, makes it fun to like play out on a whole other show. Well, that's also really interesting and something that sort of, I only saw clearly in this episode of like, I think part of the resistance of like, why are these people on here besides like age biases or how people feel about how these people live their personal lives? Like I, that criticism can be that criticism. Uh, I think for me, it was like, what are these people doing here? The challenge is like sloppy. Where are the hookups? Like people screaming drunk at each other. And like, that's not what I expect of Tyson, right? Like right. The, the guy from Utah, but we're not really seeing, and this is sort of like a, a pro and a con of this season. We're not seeing the interpersonal dynamics beyond the strategy going on in the house. So like some things that were disjointed for me this episode as a result of these people, maybe not being the best suited for like the day to day, like between challenges stuff um, is like cash running and jumping into Tyson's arms when she gets uh, paired with him by the algorithm and saying like, Oh, he's one of the weirdest guys I've ever met or cash saying, I absolutely love Leo personally. He's amazing. But in the game, he's bad. We're not really seeing Mm -hmm. any of these people make relationships outside of the shows they're on, even though they obviously are doing that. And, you know, that's a little bit of a ding for me. Yeah, this is now the second straight week where they don't have any like going out club 
uh, type situation. I think last week it was pretty cleared up that there really was none of that. It went straight in the same day from the daily to the elimination. But I would imagine, I think even they were kind of talking about the timeline in this episode about the timeline of when the daily and the, and the elimination would be. So I think there might have been some type of night out. So like, I'm enjoying this season, but I do, like you said, I want to see more of that fun stuff. So I don't know how they can create that because you're not going to be able to force like hookups from like married people and it's just like not going to happen but like even just like creating like a fake theme party like all stars like just drop in like an 80s theme like get these people just drinking and like having a little bit fun and joking around and seeing a little bit more of their personalities i think would help a little bit as we set the stage going forward where it is already pretty well set up like strategically and like the house setup would be super fun but even just more from a fun side of it i think could be pretty useful and it doesn't have to be hookups like like you know just joking seeing, around like in goofy scenes like tyson acting like a weirdo like, let's see that that'd be great to see every every time the algorithm makes new pairs we get like a scene of like honestly like derek x talking to his new partner and it's as though like kayla and derek have never talked game before right. and maybe they haven't but it's also like they've never spoken before and I can't imagine that's true. Like, uh, and, and look, they're doing an amazing job with the strategy. I think on a normal season of the challenge at this stage in the game, you and I might be complaining, like, where is the strategy? It's just like a massive agreement of the house targeting like the new people or whatever. Like we've definitely complained in seasons past that there isn't enough strategy. So beggars can't be choosers. I'm really enjoying everyone playing the game. Uh, but I just I wish they could find a way to connect more of those social dots outside of uh, the big brother, the survivor. Also, because we're seeing them eat each other. Right. We're seeing Aza, not Aza, sorry, Alyssa and Kylan take a shot at X. Um, and, you know, like you guys talk about it last week, I'm sure. But it's just like. They're not telling the whole story there, like the whole story mm -hmm. that, OK, Alyssa is just here to exact revenge on X mercilessly. And like, that's it with no real talk about like what the cookout was is like super strange characterization of that. But now we see Tyson cannibalize Sarah like they have to be making strong alliances outside of these shows for them to be willing to make these moves on their own shows. And I wish we saw more of it. Yeah, it is actually pretty surprising that we didn't get any of the follow-up after coming back to Ness. We didn't get to see Derek or even like Aza in particular, any type of like their reactions to the move of sending Xavier home or of them taking the shot and then successfully sending Xavier home. I feel like that is a scene that would have been nice to see, to see there, especially like for Aza, like seeing like the cookout turn on each other. I would like to see what her reaction was to that. We didn't get it. We didn't get a chance to see that here. It's interesting because I think and, and, you know, we do see Tyson talking to Danny in a flashback. So, uh, you know, who knows? But why I think this is the big bomb going off this week and not last week or not even the Tiffany week is because it seemed like Kylan and Alyssa did a good job of getting all of the Big Brother people on board with the move and the Survivor people on board with the move, even though Shan was getting clipped. You know, we saw more of the conversations, at least in flashback, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it, like. Uh, um, Alyssa obviously on board David I think on board um, Angela on board so there's not that much blowback I think from their perspective it's like yeah X did win our season Tiffany and X are probably the biggest threats to win this game good do my dirty work for me get them out then I look fine uh, here I think Sarah was like a bigger one Sarah comes back I think that would be a big difference if X came back but Sarah's coming back pissed, and I think she's got tighter alliances in the, the Survivor community still on the show. Um, and that's why I think this will be like a who were not on board. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think clearly the fact that Sarah won this is like the much bigger thing, right? I think if X and uh, and Shan won last week, there's a whole obviously different dynamic going into this week of, of what the house structure would look like. And I think if Sarah lost this week. I think not as there wouldn't be as much of a reaction because I think it would have been like, oh nice we took out a big power player of a female power player and Sarah and someone no one wants to be with and Leo great we can kind of move on to the next thing I don't think Tyson would be facing a lot of pushback if this was successful I think when you take the shot and it's unsuccessful people look at you differently I think I think it's twofold also it's becoming very I feel like it's very obvious I haven't eaten in like a week and a half so sorry to the audience if I'm seem less coherent than normal um 
uh, which seems impossible. I know. Um, I think a couple of things. One is Tyson, I think is a bigger threat, obviously, although it doesn't seem like people want to go after him until this point. Tyson's a bigger threat than Alyssa and Kylan. Uh, I, I assume. Um, so if anything, I think this would have bigger blowback, even if Sarah didn't come back because it gives them permission even if it's fake permission, we're always in the challenge. They're always looking for a fake excuse to do what they want to do anyway. And that would be that. And then I also think Ben is a crazy loyal wild card who would not have taken that lightly. And I don't think that X has any of the same people in the house or didn't have any bonds in the house like that for anyone to like really be mad. Yeah. So the, the read here from Tyson is he doesn't trust Sarah and Ben. He thinks when push comes to shove, they would take a shot at him. Like, do you think that is a bad read? Well, here's the thing. And we're just jumping into this. Who cares? Mm-hmm. How much of this can be attributed to Kayla? And how much of this is attributed to Tyson's read, old wounds with Survivor, and the vibe Ben is generally giving off? Yeah, I give a good amount of credit to Kayla, I think. I think she... I mean, we got a snippet of it, but I think she probably did a good job of getting in Tyson's head and already kind of establishing herself as a smart strategic player that Tyson would turn to. Like, I think if this was someone else coming to Tyson with this, he would maybe like take it on their advisement, but then like, you know, pocket it away for the later date. But I think with Kayla coming to him, I think he takes it a lot more seriously. So I think Kayla did a lot of good work in the first four weeks of establishing herself. And then here is able to really turn it up and make an impact. And then for Tyson, I do think some of it has to be baked in truth where he thinks that they would take the shot. But from everything that how Ben's survivor season played out, I just don't think he's coming in here looking to turn on someone that is either actually his ally or a perceived ally or whoever you may know describe it. I think Ben would be loyal to the end. And I think Sarah honestly would be too. So I think this is a bad read by Tyson. Well, we're at least from the end of the show, we're to believe that Kayla gets a lot of the credit here. And I agree with you and that it was a bad read by Tyson because Sarah seemed Sarah at least was saying to camera, to confessional and to Tyson that she was on board. I don't think Ben would be loyal to Tyson, but I do think Ben's loyal to Sarah. Um, and, and, And that's what Tyson says. I think Kayla read this absolutely right, that the biggest concern Tyson had was Ben and that Tyson was never going to be able to trust Sarah because of Ben. And he couldn't get over that. My question is, is this accurate? Like, did we see Ben throwing Tyson under the bus or did Kayla make this up? Well, he did have one line. I don't I think it might have honestly been a confessional. So maybe he also said in the house of like, why can't I beat Tyson? I'm like frustrated that like I can't beat him. I think it was like during the challenge right after Tyson won. There was a confessional of him saying that. So I would imagine that's something he's also saying in the house. But I think of a frustration of not being able to beat someone doesn't equal one to one. I'm going to eliminate them or I'm going to take the shot at them. You can strongly infer it if you spin it properly. Absolutely. But I don't think it's absolutely a one to one leap. Well, that's exactly, I mean, Kayla uses that information perfectly by saying, I don't know why he'd be so frustrated that you're winning when you would never go after him. Like, And, and it's just mm-hmm. like the right amount of doubt that she can hide behind uh, if Tyson comes back. Because that's what I was thinking too. Like, does Tyson feel like he can use Kayla as a shield? If they come back and there's blowback, he says, Kayla told me you threw my name out. And now... It's, oh, my bad, I trusted Kayla, but she was lying. So now we have a shared enemy in Kayla. I don't really think that's going to work mm-hmm. on this experienced survivor crew, but her hands are sort of clean because she didn't say anything not true. All I said was, you're upset that he was winning. Yeah. And it's just honestly a surprising thing from Tyson because I want to, th- I, I still think he should have, after he got that first win, have tried to lay low as much as he can. I, I guess that's in his personality is not how he would do it. He would still try to win. But I was prepared to come on here. If he, let's say he just takes a normal shot and doesn't go after them. I thought he was, I was going to come on here and say, like, he's almost reached CT status where the rest of the guys need to, like, be like, all right, no matter what happens, we're throwing Tyson in anytime he doesn't win because he's so clearly ahead of all of us that we need to get him out before the final where he's even better than what he would show in the dailies. And now it's like they have even more ammunition to take the shot. So Tyson, similar to how Kylan really opened himself up last week to be tossed in, Tyson really opened himself up to be tossed in uh, going forward. It is confusing to me why, you know, you said talked about a straight shot versus the shot he takes at Sarah. Like, 
That's something that works in Survivor because you ruin someone's number and Survivor is all numbers. This iteration of the challenge is not all numbers. You can have one number. You can win and and like that person sends you in. It's not like somebody just wins immunity and you can't vote them out. If Ben wins next week, which is very possible, he almost won this week. Like that's all he needs. One number and you're going in and he has every permission to do so, every right to do so. To me, it doesn't carry the same effect taking out Sarah here as a shot at Ben. No. And like does does Tyson think by taking the shot at Leo, he's like gaining the support of every other woman in the house that now because he theoretically would eliminate the person that no one wants to be with in return, they'll never throw him in. Like, is that what his logic is here? No. I like I don't think that's his logic at all. I think he can say he it's again, it's a weak. It's like blaming Kayla for the Ben information. It's like very weak to be like, Sarah, you sunk your ship because you said Leo sucks. So cash pushed so hard for Leo. And I let my partner decide that to me is also a completely weak defense. Because Tyson doesn't just let things happen to him. Yeah, but I I think that's going to be part of the argument. He's definitely going to spin. Oh, sure. But it's horrible. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's like. That would never, Tyson would never, especially, I'm sorry, no disrespect to Cash. Tyson won that challenge in spite of Cash. He's not then saying, oh, you're going to make a move against my closest ally in the house. And I'm going to just say that's okay. And I couldn't stand up to her, Sarah. Sorry. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very, it's a very fascinating move. Um, and it's, it really, I mean, it sets the stage. Like, we have, like, these, these, these forces going against each other. Angela's, uh, clearly said he was she was going to be in uh tyson's corner going forward but i'm very curious to see where some of the amazing like this i, I would assume kayla's sides more with tyson's side of it i'm curious where all the big brother people side with it it's really opened things up so it's great for us that's a great for tyson but it's really great for you know the next few weeks and look maybe tyson is like i can talk my way out of anything i can come back and uh I was going to say Tony my way out of this, but like Tyson my way out of it. I'm charming. I'm funny. I'm laid back. I'm not getting into it with them when they're screaming at me from the arena after they win. I'm shrugging it off. I'm golf clapping mm-hmm. and I'll, it'll be annoying, but I'll clean up the mess. And where are they going to go? Like, I'm going to win every challenge. or I'm going to win almost every challenge. Sarah, you're telling me you don't want to run the final with me. Like, who do you want to run it with? Maybe he's just is so confident that he can talk his way out of it. And I think that would be hubris. Like this wasn't a move worth making. If your plan, if your backup plan is to just like schmooze Sarah out of it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think he has to just lean on the fact that he could just win. Like I think if he wins, then he could try to buy himself for more, for more time and hopefully someone else blows up and it creates a new target. I mean, he's won. I mean, there's been five dailies. Obviously, there was the trivia. So if anyone of the other four that involves some form of physicality or mental, he's won three of them. So there's absolutely no, wouldn't be any surprise to see him win again next week. Uh, Sarah and Tyson have not been teamed up yet, right? Uh, they have not been. And Sarah's actually not done well at all. In any of the dailies, like she could obviously Leo was not great in this one, but she herself has not done well at all in any of the other dailies. Part of me is like they're matched up next week, and that would be a shame, I think. Yeah, because I'd like to see Tyson to have to work his way out of it. Yeah, that would be the wrong fixing if for the perfect algorithm. You don't like, I think, in their mind, it's like, oh, cool, let's pair them together, but no, you want them to want to take the shot at each other again you don't let them it's like with the whole concept of a, of a rival season like it it, it it ruins the rivalry by putting them together so you're saying if they're matched it's definitively not fixed no I think if they're matched <laughs> it is fixed because in their minds they think it would be fun but you to think that producers fixed. of the show can't realize what we can realize they can't see what we can see <laughs> I think you could spin them being paired together or not paired together to fit the narrative that it is fixed or not fixed. However you want to see the fixed or not fixing. That's a joke. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. I think we talked about everything. So that's it. We'll be all back right, next week. We'll be back. Yeah. Um, I have some broad strokes questions uh, that I'm going to try to find in my notes as we go through. Um, Cinco and Cash, I mean, for, for a, love, a non-Love Island person, what do you make of the, like, it's not really will they, won't they, but the, the Cinco and Cash thread that they've tried to weave 
throughout the whole Cinco's entire time on the show. Yeah, so let me first a question off of that. What was Cinco like on Levine? Because he didn't have much of a personality going on here at really at all. Even any confessionals, he was all pretty blase, like straight, like not not much going on. Was he entertaining on Love Island? Yeah, I mean, Love Island's on like 15 times a week. So Love Island makes Big Brother look like the Super Bowl. It's only on once a year. Like it's. And I mean, I think his demeanor is the same in terms of he's very like low key laid back, Mm -hmm. but he had some of the most interesting storylines because I think what they're trying to show of like, oh, he's flirting with everyone. He flirts with Tiffany, flirts with Desi. And you're hurting me like he he was a bit of a player, but he's also a nice guy. And that makes for a very interesting Love Island contestant. Maybe not so much for the challenge. Yeah. Like, was he was he interesting or were the women fawning over him creating interesting dynamics? Well, he was not loyal. He would flip. It's like he was with cash. Then he dumped cash for Trina. Then he dumped Trina for cash. Like he wasn't just complacent and the women mm-hmm. were moving around him. Okay. But, but no, I mean, his personality is what it is, which is yeah. like a laid back kind of guy. I like yeah. Cinco though. I do. Yeah, no, he's a very nice guy. Like it's, it's just like for, you know, barrels of entertainment. I'm not like turning to, to Cinco to, to spruce up the night. Like cash a would be like, was so far more interesting. I like, I mean, it was interesting. Their conversation it was because I mean, I love that they set the stage of like, we haven't really talked for a couple of days and now like you're coming to me about, you know, you're hurting me by flirting with people. Um, I, I just love what they said. Timeline stuff that always, that always gets me going. Um, but yeah, it, it was interesting. Cause like, I feel like the tight single stuff was a few weeks ago too. Like with the Tiffany thing, I didn't really, they didn't really highlight much besides that. So I was, I'm mad. she was seeing this thing on this for a while. Yeah. What's funny to me with this is like, Cash, I mean, this would be me in the house 100% with any of my exes. Like, it would just be like my entire cash is giving you, I've never seen the show. I showed up here. I, things are working out for me. That seems crazy. Like, I'm, I'm barely even thinking <laughs> yeah. about this. And like, I'm just winning. And I'm so focused on my ex who's in the house who I still love. And Cinco is like, this is my dream to be on the challenge. And I couldn't give a crap who else is around. And that dynamic to me is mm-hmm. funny. Uh, I'm sad for Cinco, though, because he's giving Nelson vibes of like, he seems to be one of the bigger fans of the show based on mm-hmm. him, at least in this episode, saying what a dream it was for him to be there. Yeah. A little like Legally Blonde vibes. Like what? Like it's hard getting into Harvard. It's like, oh, what? I can win a challenge. I don't know. It's not that hard. Why can't you do it? <laughs> Dyson can drag <laughs> me by the life vest. <laughs> right. Insane. Um, all right. Well, we talked about Tyson and Sarah. We'll continue to talk about them. Uh, I think that takes us to the daily. Yeah. Barrel treasure. Uh, another puns are getting like, I didn't get to talk about the no ledge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Barrel treasure. It's a stretch. It's a little bit of a stretch. Um, so swimming port, swimming daily. I swim out 150 yards to a set of buoys. And once again, this is like the thing, I guess. I love this set. They're memorizing the codes. This is like Challenge USA staple. It's really become of memorizing set of codes. Uh, you have to get open a barrel. I, I was a little confused in this rule part where you, so if you open the wrong barrel, you have to go back. Or if you each open a barrel, you have to go back. What was the rule with that? I think it's if you open the wrong barrel, because otherwise you could just open every barrel and look for your color and not memorize the color. Okay, so if you open the wrong barrel, you have to go back and you have to do it twice, no matter what. There's two two barrels per team to collect puzzle pieces to solve a uh, a geometric puzzle on the like plastic on a window, which is a cool fun twist. Yeah, I mean, look, anything that's not done in heats, I'm here for. Yeah, another uh, mini final. The Get it go. <laughs> I, I, at least Rourke did text me, by the way, and was like, Brian's out of his mind. Mini for calling that a mini final. It's like you're ruining it. It's like, it's like how TJ had to stop saying you killed it. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I miss when that was real. I know, next, time I, next time I do a preseason interview with TJ, remind me to, to tell him to bring back You Killed It and save it for like special occasions. I'm, jot that down for a challenge USA season two. Oh, yeah. What am I? Your, your secretary now? <laughs> of course. Uh, what did you think of that? You see, you like the challenge. I mean, 
It was fine. Like, I think it was a little bit hard to follow who was in what order. I mean, shout out to the editors trying to tell us, like, whose little bobbing head was who. Um, but, but like, overall, again, my number one thing at this point is that it's not running heats. So I did mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, it was interesting to see who uh, would be strong swimmers. Uh, Derek and Kayla were, were uh, dominating. Ben looking pretty good. Enzo seemed like he was near death. Aza, pretty bad. Uh, yeah, so... You know, you get to separate some of the strong, the contenders from the pretenders in the swimming portion. Let's talk about the Leo of it all, because he did seem a little bit checked out. At some point, he's riding on Sarah's back, which is a strange choice. Um, it is funny because on the challenge, I feel like sometimes we see like the dodo fun loving guy, like Agabo. you know, like we see like mm-hmm. people get this like kooky edit where they say kooky things and we laugh at it. Leo is getting the like everyone hates him at it. Yeah, and but it, it's weird because not everyone does hate him. Like, Cache had a quote where a, she was obsessed with him just doesn't want to be a pair with him. But like, I would imagine she's not alone with that. I would imagine other people are enjoying his company in the house. They just don't want to be paired with him. But they're just choosing to focus on the don't want to be paired with him side of who Leo is and not like the the goofy fun side that at least one person, if not more, are enjoying. Yeah, I think we get like Desi and Sarah complaining about the cat stuff too. Um, but it's weird. What do you think of Leo? Like, do you like him on the show? I don't know. I think, I mean, comparing him to like James and Kayla, who have just been, or at least James was, and Kayla still is, just been fantastic. It's like for the Amazing Race trio, like he's clearly third on like who I would want to see come back or, or future things. So it's hard to get a good read like that. I mean, I, I get the joking can get annoying about the cats, but I don't get the vibe. That he doesn't care. Like he might just care in his own way, but he's not like throwing things or like doing poorly on purpose. Like that, the vibe that he doesn't care is not really coming across how they're portraying it. Yeah. Like I think Sarah's like, you're the reason we're losing and you're still having fun. How dare you? And that's not necessarily someone not caring. That's like someone. There's a different style with the situation. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, Leo is giving like a re- amazing race quirkiness. Like I feel like, and I haven't seen the amazing race in quite a while, but I feel like there's a lot of, a lot more branding on the amazing race than there is on some of these other shows. Like they're the Afghanimals, right? And yes. it's like a lot of the shtick is like the shtick. Like I remember like a team had like a spinner and they did like this or like the, the like, um, uh, the like where we're at on the, arrow like i'm here i'm here like the range i don't Mm -hmm. know that doesn't make any sense but like everyone's got like more gimmicks and leo is giving like more gimmicks and hasn't like stepped out of the gimmicky bit into like real relationships maybe or real competition i mean we see it in the elimination which is great but what i like about leo and what i think is important to have in a mix of a cast is like a person who's not afraid to say something that's like humiliating when he screams at Tyson, like I called you my older brother. It's like, that's humiliating to say because it's just like, it doesn't matter. It's not strategic. Like the fact that he thought that that was like a strategically binding thing that he just like refers to Mm -hmm. Tyson as his older brother. But like, we need that here. Not everybody can be Kayla or Tyson or like a master strategist. I like that Leo is sinking his own ship without even realizing it yeah again we need that like variety we need someone who's going to check themselves out in the mirror during the daily to make sure they look good <laughs> they need someone to call themselves a catfish before a swimming challenge when they can't swim like you need the, the variety of people and then you have sarah doing a backflip jordan style to like showboat in like the middle of a, a daily like you need those different personalities to keep the show uh, cooking talking about a variety Ozzy here i found difficult to watch I mean, TJ says at the end, like, good for her for not quitting. I was waiting for her to get medically evacuated from the challenge. Yeah, she's had a rough go. I mean, even like the first daily, uh, they were the only team that had to go up and back. Uh, and obviously she was really huffing and puffing by the time they, they got down the second time here again. Uh, you know, it was really struggling on the second lap. Um, and it really wasn't even close. They just got, I think they just got back to do the puzzle when uh, Sarah and Leo finished, so it really wasn't even that close. I mean, they were getting, I mean, they would have got, they got lapped by Tyson, like they would have got lapped even more by other people. So it really was pretty poor showing here from Asa. 
I think if Aza and Cinco won the elimination, we would have started to see people look to try to get rid of Aza not wanting her as a partner in the final. Yeah. Um, because endurance is definitely not her strength. And like mine either. Like sing it. But um one thing here I want to highlight is just like we've seen a lot of men treat a lot of women on the challenge very poorly in challenge performances. And Cinco sets the bar for me on how to treat your partner in who who objectively ruins your game for you. I thought he had unbelievable sportsmanship and teamwork the way that mm-hmm. he spoke with Aza during the challenge and then afterwards. Yeah, Very impressed no, by that. Yeah, he he was great. Even at the end, he's like, just you know, jump in. Like, I'll help you. I need you to do this for me. Like, we can do it together. Like, he was very encouraging. It was, yeah, you love to see it. Positivity. And at the end, he hugs her and is like, you did the best you could. Mm-hmm. And even the way he's talking about her in confessional, which is like, you know, she's doing all she can. And if it's not enough, it's not enough. And but I'm looking at some other people who maybe are doing worse. Like, he's not like, oh, my God, I, this is my dream. And Oz is about to ruin it for me because she can't get whatever he would say. Like, you know, she was giving it her absolute all and she just didn't have enough in the tank at the moment. Yeah. And the contrast to that is Sarah talking shit to anyone right. who listened. I'm sure any cameraman that would listen also about how bad Leo was. So that is very much the polar opposite. Can we talk? So I started writing this down because I wanted to talk about this because Justine says she's going for the win. And I have a question for you based on that. But as I was writing down this question, that's when I looked up and Tyson and and Cash had come from behind to win. (laughs) Like, I was just like, I look away for two seconds and worst to first. Incredible. I mean, they're the I think they're the only team that had to go back and forth twice with with the barrel and they still won. I mean, Tyson must have done the puzzle in in a minute and a half. Uh, it's who knows. I mean, they would have done this done this challenge a, a full day early if they didn't have the barrel <laughs> mess up. It's incredible. Um, but all right. So, Mike, yeah, kudos to them. Uh, my question with this is like, what is the ideal amount of money to have in your bank account? Because we don't understand there to be some incentive. We our understanding is these are challenge bucks, so there's no incentive to having more than $6,000 or whatever it is to run the final. Mm -hmm. What is the motivation? What is the ideal bank account? And obviously I have some thoughts, but I want to ask you. So, I mean, pending what, like if you get anything, let's say you get nothing for being more, all you need is the five. Just all we understand. I mean, it to be bare minimum, right? Just have the minimum five K six K. That's all you need. Why, why have any more? So I think you either want to have, the bare minimum or you want to have a shit ton. And here's why, because I think if you have like Tyson has what, like $16,000 and if he go, gets to be eliminated, you split them. Like, I think you, this isn't going to make sense. Even though I wrote it down, you want to have enough money so that you can go. And in which case, if you get eliminated, the people who split your money both won't have enough money to advance. So if when people start targeting people to go into the arena to get their money, your money alone won't be enough for them. Or you want to have so much money that even split the two people who call you out if they win will become too big of a target mm. and they and they won't go for you. So you want, you want to be too big to fail. You want to be too too much of a conglomerate that no one even wants to like come after you at risk of like you them becoming the new too big to fail person. Exactly, because if Tyson gets to like twenty G's, then he goes out and his they split that ten each. Even if his partner has no money, they split that ten each. Now they're someone that alone their bounty is enough for both people to go to the right. final. But who knows? It probably won't matter. And the money's being sent out like billionaires. But I was just like, Justine really going for the win here. Maybe she has some, maybe she needs to fill that pot. It's an interesting thought. Yeah. I mean, without knowing, obviously, you know, this could change if the money actually plays a part in the final or, or whatnot. But yeah, I'm, I wish you for bare minimum for success. If you can get the minimum and be successful, you know, why, why need more? And, and certainly the power of being you know, being immune is enough to want to win and the power mm-hmm. to send the person in is enough to want to win. Uh, but I do think actually Derek and Kayla, who showed up and showed out this challenge, probably their ideal outcome is actually second place with a Tyson win because 
you know, I, I get that Kayla thought she would be going in, but I guess I had more faith in the Amazing Race Survivor connection than maybe I should have uh, when I had this thought originally. But I was like, they're two people who haven't really had to show their cards and have had their alliance members do their bidding, which I think is a good spot to be in. Yeah, it is. But I still, I mean, as good as the Amazing Race Survivor connection could be, it's still not as good as like... A- or, or I guess maybe not anymore at this point, but a true show connection you would think would be stronger. So I, I think Kayla still has to feel pretty vulnerable. Basically anytime she loses, cause she's like a perfect person to be paired with for the people in power. It'll be like, Oh, they're just, you know, with it's a love Island, amazing race person, big brother, amazing race person, survivor, amazing race person. It's like an easier shot to take. Obviously that has not been the case the last two weeks, but it still will always keep her in that small grouping of who we could target. No, it's true. I I think what's good for Kayla is that she's done well publicly, both in the elimination that she won and in the challenges now that I think the guys have to be looking at her as someone they'd want to be paired with and would want to be at the end with. Absolutely. You would think for someone like, I don't know, like a Dom, like a bigger, stronger guy that like maybe would want to have someone smarter to be a paired with them in a final like that. She would be the perfect person. Yeah. Well, you know, when you forget to put your foot on a you know pipe to stop an elimination loss, you get dragged for your mental component of the game. So, you know, you could, you could want to have someone that would help you remi- remind you, hey, Dom, put your foot on the pipe so we don't get DQ'd. <laughs> That's something we're not talking about enough. Like that Cash didn't notice either. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. We should be talking about that more. Um, Anyway. They really should have lost, so it could have been an iconic moment. Now it kind of gets forgotten about in reality TV lore, but they really should have lost. We'll remember. Sinko and Aza here. You asked me earlier about Sinko's entertainment value. I I am hard-pressed to find a more entertaining strategy, a more confusing approach to uh, the deliberation with the people in power. I could not believe that Cinco took the approach of not giving a single name to Tyson and Cash. Mm -hmm. Is there any justification for this that makes sense either way too it's not like we will we won't say who we'll save but we'll say who we go up against or vice versa they're like no we are not saying how we feel about any person in the house for any reason i give a name for something i don't know even if it's a name that means nothing to you like there's gotta be someone that like you're fine going against say david and Alyssa. i don't know say someone that like you're not like strongly connected with that you can go in against this we gotta say someone have a little bit of say in the matter we haven't had an opportunity to discuss it. <laughs> that is the most insulting thing you could say. Cash's face says it all in response to that. Like, like you very clearly, like, we just watched you talk. Like, right. it was What were you insane. talking about? Were you want to order for, for dinner? Like, what could you possibly have been talking about? I, I get that you don't want to make targets and that and that Cinco doesn't trust cash I mean what a clear like obviously like men and women who have dated who are exes and have complicated past have different understandings of the situation but could Cinco have a worse read on where cash is at like if Cinco had taken an approach to go to cash and be like cash I know we've had our past but like I really need you to have my back here I will have your back like you know this is my dream you know me I need help like whatever cash would have done anything for him Mm -hmm. it is wild that Cinco has crafted this narrative or their relationship is such that Cinco is thinking that cash will use anything he says against him it's 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 a crazy read it's fascinating and it's just insane especially in a season where the the teams get mixed up all the time and we've not seen one team get in trouble for who they wanted to call out besides like the amazing race fiasco miscommunication. Like it's almost like how would cash twist? I chose X team because Mm -hmm. I wanted to say, sorry, I thought I could beat you. Like how could cash manipulate that? Yeah. I mean, every vote for the most part has been decided by past grudges, not like new grudges, like sure. New grudges could form like starting this week, but even this week was based off a past grudge. It's not even like a starting grudge. So you got to say something again, just like pick, even just say a name you want to save. I don't know. You got to, I don't know if it would have mattered, honestly. Like, I feel like Tyson, like they would have had their own plan and executed how they wanted to, but have a little say in the matter. Unless you, unless they truly just did not care. 
like who they would go up against in the moment. Like, but I don't know. You, if I was in the position, I was, I would have at least a name to either say I don't want to go against this one, or I would rather go against this one. Say something. I mean, it it is almost like Leo and Sarah are the only people that neither of them are tied to, and they just wouldn't have expected Tyson to want to go for it. Because if you look at the options, Ben and Justine. Now, maybe that it would, or maybe Ben and Justine, because I think we learned from like the exit press with Cashel that like Cinco and Cashel were like cut out of the Love Island Girls Alliance potentially. And obviously, Cash is not going to want to put Justine in. So mm-hmm. that's out. But like Dom and Desi, you think there's no world that Tyson's going to send them in. Kylan and Shannon. Ky- Aza uh, doesn't want to say because of Big Brother. Enzo and Kira, maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's the people they should have targeted. Yeah, I mean that's probably the weakest team of the bunch. Besides, yeah, I think Enzo and Kira would be who you would want to go up against. Yeah, I think that would be the move. And also, Kira least likely to care. You know, Singo's like, I'm sorry, there were no other teams to throw out. We're not really that close, and I just had to like. I, I respect you as a game player. And if you win, congratulations. Like, I don't think Kira, Kira is so chill and laid back. I think she'd be like, all right, fair. Like, are you really going to, you know, Enzo is going to fly off the handle, but who's he working with? So right. very confusing strategy to me from Cinco. It, it was not. It was just a good strategy was, uh, you know, sit on the, sit on the ground and fold your legs and hope for the best. Like that's your strategy. Not doing anything. Now, Tyson asked them, well, what's your goal? Do you want to come back in the house? Do you want a weaker team or you want to earn some money? And Benji Holder said, when do you think they'll start asking for people in eliminations to try and get money to qualify for the final? If I'm Aza, for example, I'm assuming I'm probably not going to win a daily. So the only way I can qualify for the final is to be people in eliminations and take their money. I think we're probably getting close. I would say in another week or two that that'll probably start coming up, but I still, you know, I feel like we've been down this road before on the challenge proper of, Ooh, are they just going to get cut before the final? I find it hard to believe that we're going to get to the final and there's going to be people that just don't have the money and are just out. I think there's going to be something along the way to earn a little bit more, whether it's, uh, you know, were they what's the oh my god what's the daily where you just cut people if you finish last what are they called a purge like some type of purge where if you survive the purge you get money there's going to be something that people can earn to make the final without just getting to the end and just like oh you're going home you only have a thousand dollars yeah but to benji's point i don't think you want to be in that position either like i do think there are going to be um some more considerations of i've got to get some money but I also think the money is getting pretty spread out. Like, what's the money count right now? Like, I think. Well, it's tough because Tyson's won so many for the guys. Like, for the it's kind of really concentrated. Like, at, on his end, like if you know, give a few of those five uh, k to a couple other people, and it really starts to spread it even more out. But it's just so concentrated on Tyson that you know it's hard to even earn enough money from anyone else besides having Tyson in the mix. That's a good point. I do think that that's how I think we speculated about this earlier on, but I think that's what's going to have to happen is all of the money that's been collected by people above the five grand threshold is going to go into some pot. And then there's like one challenge for those people to compete for five grand each with the remaining money because they have to have a fixed amount of people in the final. You, you would. Uh, yeah, you would think so. Um, I'm assuming it's not going to be like a uk versus the world like us versus uk where you can have like uneven teams no but yet again uh, yeah. right before the daily the i might they might just have had the same clip again of the voiceover tj bringing up the uh super championship do you think he films that like multiple times or is it the same exact clip that they just drop in each, each episode i mean are you not listening to back to the beach the laguna beach recap with steven coletti and Kristen cavallari they're piling up on my podcast catcher i haven't caught oh up my yet. god it's it's going to number one. Like it is going to number one. I will take walks to listen to that when I see it drop, but they talk all about like recording wild lines. So they call it where like, they just go in a booth and it's different with TJ, but like they had to go in a booth and just say all this random shit. And then they can like tell when it was like dropped in and they're like, Oh, that was a wild line. That was a wild line. That was a wild line. (laughs) Um, 
totally not relevant to what you're asking me, but it's all I can think about. Great podcast. That's People perfect, should check a, it out. That's exactly what I asked. So it fit perfectly. But no, I mean, obviously that's just one. <laughs> that's one recording. I mean, you probably said it eight different times when they were recording it, but uh, got to get the take. Mm-hmm. All right. Dom thinks this is going to be him. Always. This is the Dom like, move, I guess. This is his move. And he just comes in every week. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. And maybe some weeks it deflects it away from him, but other weeks it's like, okay, Dom, it's going to be you. It's going to be you. Go in. Now, I, I want to check in with Rob at some point about this because it's like, is this consistent with the Dom we know from Survivor? It feels to me like a bit more of a paranoid Dom. Is it because he doesn't have his Wendell? Uh, I, you know, I'd like Rob's take on this. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I forget that Rob has to watch because of the exit interviews. So, like, <laughs> we can have Rob midseason. We can have him every at the week. End. He's locked in. Uh, well, we can't have him every week because he doesn't no, want no, to be. No, no, he watches every, oh, every oh, week. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, or he's doing but, a great job faking the exit press. I mean, it would be wildly impressive if he wasn't watching and just, you know, doing that. But seems to be locked in. Maybe this is just a function of of Dom. It, it being a game that you have so little control over with the algorithm yeah. and just one one team getting to decide whether you go in and it being like physical because it's very weird to see or hear him and see him being so paranoid. But I can understand it like the closest I've come and will ever come. And I even regret coming this close is like playing stupid, like fake games and I constantly thought it was me. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, it's insane that Dom thinks it's him. Like, Kayla makes a very good point about why it would never be Dom. But Sarah probably would have said the same thing. It could mm-hmm. always be you. And it's terrifying. It could. It could. Yeah, I, want, I, I do wonder if every time before Tribal, Dom was just going up to everyone and be like, well, it's me. I got my bags packed. I'm going home tonight. It's me. It's me going home. <sighs> uh, hopefully Rob can come in. Or you ask, note that down for your exit interview right. at some point with Dom. Thanks, secretary. Um, all right. The arena. Uh, were you surprised that it was Leo and, Leo and Sarah? Yeah. I mean, this one, they uh, didn't really give a lot to guess off of. I mean, that was like the most, the, the likely one, but again, they really give a lot of other teams in the mix. So I was, I was surprised. Cause again, I just didn't think Tyson would want to do this for his game. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised. I've been surprised. I, again, I think I said this last, last week with Puya, but I feel like I'm an, I've just been a naive idiot every single week. I'm just being fooled left and right with who's going in, who's going home, what's happening. Like the edit is just like tricking me up, up the left and right. I know. And the flashbacks were such interesting conversations that I do wish we got to see more of. But, you know, last week, Tyson had a whole confessional about how insane it was that Big Brother's eating themselves. Uh, he didn't reference that they were losing a survivor person, too, with that decision. And as we talked about earlier, like, I think this move rips the Survivor Alliance apart way more than Xavier going out ripped the Big Brother Alliance apart. And I don't know. I mean, maybe this is where we sort it out. Like, where does Dom stand here? Is Dom with Tyson on this or is Dom with Ben on this? I mean, what's so tough is we really haven't seen a lot of other men making decisions like it's just been so much tyson driving the boat on the men's side like the only other big decision like was big brother taking a shot at themselves like we really haven't seen many other key decision makers like with, with dom enzo like even on like for the big brother side like there's so many people that we really have no sense of where this thing because they just haven't had to make any type of decision which is like the one drawback of not having a house vote like there at least you would have a little bit more of a sense but here everyone's just in survival mode so i think they might just go with wherever they feel like the survival mode will take them all right let's try to let's try to piece this together like it's a piece of plexiglass that we're throwing tangrams on um and this could all change right like sarah and tyson could mend this next week but let's assume they don't and let's build the tyson army okay so i'll throw out a person as like i'll pull out a person and you tell me if you think they're on the tyson army or Sarah, Sarah Army or other. Okay. So let's start with Ben. We'll give you a softball. So he's definitely on the Tyson Army. No, he's he is with Sarah. Uh, and and her biggest. I think she he the might be more lieutenant. angry than than Sarah. 
Yeah, Although he's... Sarah was giving Ozzy Osbourne like bat vibes. Yeah, that was oh <laughs> my sure. god. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. That was such an awkward, awkward celebration. Someone I saw a uh, good message said that it was giving Laurel vibes with uh, when Laurel <laughs> thought she won and then ended up not winning. So that that hit the nail on the head too. It's see the Sarah celebration is like she's an MMA fighter, right? So like it was very that, but um, so like context I think is important. And and it was a dominant, amazing win by Leo and Sarah, especially for a team that had no chemistry that had worked together so well. But they just absolutely deservingly ripped her apart by giving Tyson that confessional, making fun of the way she was celebrating. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. <laughs> the slow motions, like the zoom ins. Uh, it was very odd. Um, but all right, Danny. All right. So Danny would be. I think he would go. I think he respects Tyson as a competitor. I think that's where he would probably lean towards and go with uh, Tyson. I agree because we see Tyson and Danny having that conversation. And now I think Danny could be a little more flexible. Like I'll go where the where the the money is. Like I'll go where Mm -hmm. the best bet is. And I think that'll be good for him. But he was in on this. Like he was at least aware of it. So I think that helps the Tyson camp. Yeah. Um, Your favorite, David. I don't know. Is there is there a fourth option that's just floating around camp? I don't think that's probably well, where he more fits, right? Well, let's look at David. David, you know, maybe it makes more sense to go to Angela. Angela is with Tyson. Yeah, she's the key, I think, for the, the Tyson army. Like, she's whoever she latches. Like, I don't know where she strongly latches with the Big Brother group, but she's the key for the Tyson army and, like, would swing things in their favor with because Angela's probably the strongest female in the house and would be able to have strong influence. So, wherever she can bring people in would be uh, instrumental. Well, it's like, I think she, we see Alyssa saying last week, I really respect my personal relationship with Angela and if like she's on board and she's really smart. So like that to me is the, the remaining chunk of the last of that big brother season, Alyssa, Kylan and Derek. Am I missing anyone now that Aza X and Tiffany are gone? Uh, no, that's it. Alyssa Kyle. Me looking at a cast list, still being like, am I missing anyone? Um, so I think Angela has those connects via Alyssa. At least she was all, they were all in on that plan together with X. Mm -hmm. So then it's sort of like David and Enzo. Are they brought in with big brother or are they not? And I think that's sort of, you know, way more of a Tyson thing unless Enzo's got connects with Ben and Sarah that we haven't seen. Right. And then Tyson also still has, will definitely have the Kayla connection. And I do think like Tyson doing this move um, with Cache, I feel like would bring in the like, Cache's people. I think like Cache, Justine would ride with Tyson in support of Tyson taking the shot. Like Tyson's agreeing with Cache to not throw in Ben and Justine uh, and taking the shot that she wanted to take to knock out Leo. I do think there's like that reciprocation of respect that would go back towards Tyson. I agree. That comes with Shannon, Kira, Cash, Justine, and as you said, Kayla, who's connected to Leo. Now, where do Leo and Sarah stand after this? Can Sarah, does this bond them enough? Probably not. I think, I think she still talked a lot of shit about Mm -hmm. him. And now Leo will be mad at Tyson, but will Leo just follow Kayla? Sort of unclear how much influence and power Leo will even have ever anyway. So what does it matter? And then that leaves sort of Desi and Dom where I'm not quite sure where they fall, but if I'm looking at this board, I'm going to fall in line with the Tyson Alliance until I think all Tyson really has to worry about is Ben winning, Sarah winning or the sneak attack where everyone gets together and is like, all right, it's time to cut Tyson or we'll lose. But now that we've put this together, I'm like, Maybe it wasn't such a bad mood. He has everybody else in the house, so what does it matter? Yeah, he does. He does have quite the, uh, you know, the army. When you flip the Big Brother house, you gotta have the votes. Seems like Tyson has the votes to keep him safe. And then, but like you said, the one caveat would be Tyson has just so, shown himself to be so strong and so powerful. Do all the guys be like, all right, well, as much as I want to work with Tyson, I can't beat him. So he's going in, and that might be what someone like Dom comes to the cons- consensus of. Kylan comes to the consensus of. Maybe they realize that and then everything just crumbles. 
Kylan's whole philosophy in everything is I got to beat the best. I got to go with the best, beat the best, be the best, beat the best. And Danny might have that kind of perception too, or like I'm an athlete. I can kind of win if I get there. So this, this looks like a pretty solid board for Tyson. Yeah, I mean, that's what Tyson has to bank on, right? He has to bank on the groundwork he did of like, all right, we're only going after week. We're only going after the week. And he can say, look, I was really going after Sarah. I was really going after Leo. He's week one. That's what I was doing. Like, he has to really hit that hard. Um, and, and maybe it's like Tyson has such a full deck that, like you said, he just can't lay back. Like, he's got to make it's like Ben says it too. Like, he's got to make a big move. And he took a big shot at people who were not currently going after him. And he's left with a house of most people who will not be going after him for, for this reason. Right. So I guess it's clean. Yeah. I don't really think that I think there, there have to be some consequences, at least Sarah, because Sarah and Ben are competitors. That's the risk is that you only need Sarah or Ben to get into power with someone who's at least amenable. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, if Ben is paired with uh, Angela, they're not taking the shot. If Sarah's, you know, paired with Danny, they're not taking the shot. So, you know, you could have backing like that. Well, when you say they're not taking the shot, right? Those are like, I think Ben would go in. I think Ben would stand there with Angela and say, I'm voting Tyson. And if you don't want to vote Tyson, then we'll go in. Buckle up. Let's do it. Ben's let's, cra- let's well, you know, it. We said that, right? That Ben would throw himself in. So, like, is Angela that loyal to Tyson that she's willing to go in to stand to not stand down? Mm-hmm. See it. Uh, none of this is going to happen, but it would no. be interesting. <laughs> it would be very. It would be very interesting. It'd be very interesting. All right. What do you think of the elimination, though, as a challenge? Yeah, I feel like this is the type of thing they've done more for daily stuff, like the dark room, remembering a puzzle, like or scratching at a code. Like I, I don't remember them doing something like this in an elimination. It was good. It's kind of hard to track to see exactly how they're doing because it's not really a puzzle you can play along with. So it makes it uh, a little tough. But I mean, it's very cool to see Sarah and Leo kind of break it with their uh, strategy of just memorizing what the puzzles look like on the outside before going on the inside. That was very cool. But the presentation of the elimination wasn't wasn't the best. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, too, because they had those like display pieces. So it almost seemed like they wanted them to like get familiar with them. Like it wasn't even like, you know, we saw like in seasons past West, like realized he could see there was a version of this, but it was like through bubbles or something. And like West, I think, realized he could see it without going into like the yes. mess of it was a bubble, whatever. Something like and that, like yeah. he, he like actually broke the challenge. This was just like good strategy mm-hmm. it seemed like this was what was you were supposed to do but it wouldn't be everyone's instinct it wouldn't necessarily be my instinct so definitely impressive um a bit hard to watch because I, I found myself like i wanted cinco to stay because it's his dream and i like cinco mm-hmm. but i think angry sarah coming back is definitely more interesting so i'm happy with the result but it was an absolute slaughtering and i i felt bad i wanted it to be close yeah, felt bad for Seiko and Azza, but with there was bad results of uh, you know, losing, especially losing last week with Xavier and Shan. There's been some other bad results along the way with more interesting people leaving. Uh I'm very happy uh we have Sarah and Leo staying in this house because it, it would it definitely opens things up a lot more, as we talked about for next week. I would be remiss if I didn't drag Sarah a bit for saying uh you only won Survivor once, Tyson, right. like it's a criticism. <laughs> right. And she's the one at once also and I don't know. If, if, she, she needs to work on her smack talk. Like, if, <laughs> like you've only took you, you've won it once and four times, and it took you three times to win. Just like I've also won one and three times too. Very, very odd smack talking from Sarah. Fewer gestures, better talking. <laughs> better, yeah. better words. Um, but all right. So one thing it's interesting when we get their like swan song i mean again sad for cash like i don't it, like again i can more sympathetic i could not be to cash um but where she has sort of created this whole narrative with Cinco in her head and i think she kind of says that at the end not in her head but like the fact that this was like a big tumultuous part of her journey and cash being there really wasn't part of Cinco's journey at all because he was very compartmentalized 
Uh, and Cash is like, I don't necessarily want to be with him again. And I know he doesn't want to be with me, but part of me still loves him. A very heartbreaking admission from Cash here. Yeah, it was sad. Very sad to see them go out. I feel like that, I feel Sound like we, devastated. Yeah, I think <laughs> when we talked about like what we would expect to see from these two, I think what we talked about was whenever one of them is going to go out, we'll see a scene of them talking about their relationship. And that it kind of played out like that. Right. I feel like that's kind of how it played Did out. We say that? I think I so. Oh, seems very specific. Um, good for us yeah, for saying I'm, that. I believe that's, that's sticking in my head right now. So I'm going to give myself a give our, give both, I don't know. Maybe it was you who said it. I don't want credit for that. I, okay, well, take I'll, take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's a strange call. But <laughs> I'll take it. What was weird is not, and like you mentioned last week or at the beginning of this week, sorry, we're not, we didn't get any fallout from last week. Um, no mention here of Oz's loss to the Big Brother group. Like, Again, another reason it seems like maybe the show alliances are demolished. We don't see Kylan being like, oh, no, we've like lost a critical number in Aza. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty surprising, right? Like through five, five weeks, three cookout members eliminated in those five. Like, that's pretty surprising. Because remember the numbers they were coming in with. Yeah, I mean, it does like I, I didn't get to talk about this last week, but like. Alyssa is to me far too dead set on the revenge aspect and ruining her game. I think, um, because I do think much like I think Ben and Sarah, at least Sarah would have been loyal to Tyson. It seems X already proved that he would be loyal to Alyssa be above even Tiffany. And she still took him out. Um, and so she like, wasn't able to get past her pursuit of revenge and took out a person who would have been her absolute strongest ally. So it's surprising. And I think it's bad gameplay, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Question from Melissa as a challenge newbie, I'm trying to wrap my mind around the strategy. I know the mechanisms differ from season to season. Does it make any sense to do the Kyle and Angela strategy of keeping the best? Is there a general turning point in the season where that notion goes out the window? I guess I'm somewhat confused why people wouldn't be taking shots at Tyson the second he isn't safe, even though he was with Alyssa. This was last week. Is this a sh- just show-based alle- allegiance? Yeah, I mean, it's it's complicated, right? Because I think in some seasons you want, like the idea of keeping people that are strong makes sense because in many times in the final you are paired with someone and your success in the final is often as much determined by your own prowess as your partners so having a good partner can really help you having a bad partner can sink you so it does make sense of wanting to keep those people around and then again like the biggest difference obviously with the challenge is you could take the shot at someone you can have all of that flip the entire house and vote them in but they win they're coming at you for taking the shot and then you're very much in danger so it's it's a balancing act of do you take the shot when do you take the shot who are they going up against all those factors why do we think enzo is trending on twitter right now oh jesus <laughs> um all right uh I was trying to go to your Twitter list to see if there have been any tweets. We're recording this right after the episode. I'm a hundred years old. Where is Liss? Where are Liss? If you oh, uh, stay, swipe to your left. I'm on my computer, Brian. Mm. I said I'm a hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyson killing me with the retweets. The retweets. Can you turn off retweets on a list? I know you can turn off retweets to your feed. Tyson does. He does a lot of the retweets for the list. It's frustrating. Let's see. I could. I can sort it by seeing top. You might only be able to. It's your list. I don't know if I can like adjust. I All probably right, can't Tyson. adjust your list. Just turn on, I might it. have to turn off your retweets. Let's see. Um. Okay. You know, whatever. <laughs> like nothing <laughs> seems that interesting yet. It's it's close to the the the. The, the episode just happened um all right i'm pulling up we got some great five-star reviews thank you to everyone who's left us five-star reviews we appreciate it i know we still have the drinking game i just don't want to forget to do this mm-hmm. um Puya, have Puya on more often okay uh cali five nine says AKA everyone Puya's, all the time Puya's burner account um thank you for the review dd146 CT8637653378555. Pelican Pablo. Uh, Rana202. 
thank you so much. Power 18. I think Peaceful. Bogart. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading old reviews I've already read. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Getting us off to a strong start. Um, if you want to leave us a review, you can go to Rob. Zobsit.com slash challenge iTunes. Apparently you could leave reviews on Spotify. I've never been able to look at them. Maybe we just have none. I don't know. Maybe. They just go into the abyss. Drinking game. Six of them for the week. One flashback of Survivor. Uh, the TJ voiceover that we talked about. One fun editing of Leo with the cat eyes. Uh, Kiki getting her weekly shout out from, <laughs> from Danny. And then uh, two times mentioning cats. That was Puya's added suggestion. So that's a total of six. Love it. Uh, is this already on the list? I can't remember. If someone, the person in the power, the person in the power, the people in power send in someone from their own show into an elimination. Uh, it is not. So we can't add that. It's in there. Um, I was just trying to think of a fun one. I don't know how this could be spotted, but if you could drag me, this wasn't. <laughs> if anyone is shown wearing like another person's clothes, like in support of them, so like going to elimination, like they wear sometimes wear people's jerseys or something like that. If someone's wearing clothes in support of someone else, I think that's a fun one to look out for. You're looking for like a Nehemiah Brad beard. <laughs> yeah, <it>, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Give me the Brad beard. All right. That'll do it. There you go. Episode five. Follow me on Twitter. Come on with a C. Brian with an I underscore. Can they uh, follow you? Follow me at last tweets. We'll be back next week for episode six. Until then. Have a good one. <laughs>